And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialist. 631 631- Two six one six four two zero. That's six three one two six one six four two zero. Auto Excellence. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York. Six three one nine hundred dump. Elm Logistics, for all your logistic needs, call 631-299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics, pride, performance, and partnerships. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude. Good fucking wine. Yeah. Tired of that same old, same old breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Same old tasting scrambled eggs, burger. That dinner steak, ribs, or pork chops. Why not add a little bit of spice or just a touch of heat to make the difference? Change that scrambled egg with a little bit of Johnny Fabulous's John Cena Sr.'s Million Dollar Jalapeno Hot Sauce. Great on burgers, steaks, chops, and those barbecued ribs. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut, Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, video games and collectibles. Monty and the Pharaoh presents The 30, the only online pro wrestling game show. And now, here's your host, Bruce ESO Butler.
Welcome to another edition nice. of The 30, where I challenge this group of wrestling experts with questions on the current events in pro wrestling. Based on their answers, their awarded points, and the one with the most points at the end of the night is crowned The 30 World Champion. This is ESO, and let's introduce this illustrious panel. Illustrious? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are moving up in the world. First of all, to my right, he is one half of the internationally known duo of Dan and Benny in the ring. He's also Ooh. the 30 world champion. He's the self-proclaimed smartest man in the room. He is Dan Sebastiano. Dan, what's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, as you see, the, the title <laughs> is right where it belongs, uh, ready for another Romanesque run uh, with the belt. I mean, Joe, Joe, Joe keeps one. Joe's here, but at the end of the day, he's going to end up being the SD Jones to my King Kong Bundy. So it'll be uh, <laughs> nine, nine seconds to the well. Nine seconds. <laughs> All right. Well, next we have the honor of having the president of Thursday nights in the house, Mr. President. The floor. Ahoy, ahoy, good people. Yeah. Carry on, Bruce. I want a nice introduction. I didn't mean to, uh, to ruin that <laughs> wonderful, and, glowing thing yes, you were about to say. Uh, now Carry forget, out the forget about it now. Let's move oh, on. Oh. <laughs> uh, next, we, ne next we have the, the multi-talented player, Benny Scala. This is the Poet Laureate of the 30. What do you have you for us today? Right. What do you have for us today, Benny? It's Thursday night. Pros with the player. Here we go. Here we go. The play is here. The king of swing. The Pipkins once sang, give me that ding. I am the uh, man who knows all things. Like right now, Ric Flair smoking a joint and eating woo wings. <laughs> My esteemed opponents, I wish good luck. The player's going to win. Grab the playmate and then go celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, number one playmate, Beth Harper. All right. All right, Beth. Happy, happy birthday. Happy Brian. birthday, Absolutely. Beth. Happy birthday. They say it's your birthday. It's my birthday, too. There you go. We're going to know what the playmate's doing for her birthday tonight. I know she's joining us on the 30, but what's happening? We, gotta know we may not, well, <laughs> what or who? We uh, should uh, say. Yeah, they could punch the player, though. Well, and, and finally, we have a man who doesn't, who also doesn't need any introduction. We've heard a lot from him already tonight. He doesn't shut up. <laughs> hey, hey, did you know this guy? Careless. Wait, this guy went to school with Missy Beefcake. Do you, you believe that? Every time. He's the one, huh? He did. He I did. knew there was one. I, come on! That's come on. I didn't know that. I didn't Where know that, Joe. You never Miss mentioned Smitty. it. Where is he? This oh, is Smitty. This is Centerville's own Joe Lowry. What a day, Joe. <laughs> what a day. It's Thursday. Jack of all trades, master of none. You know the deal. We try to get through this. Hopefully, I will last longer than S.G. Jones and King Kong Bundy. Dan referencing that. Which, by the way, folks out there, is nine seconds. But let's see what we can do this week. We're ready. Ready to rock and roll. I, I had some coffee and something else, and we're ready to go. Oh, something that's something else I worry about. Uh -oh. <laughs> all right, guys. As you know, it's been another crazy week in this pro wrestling scene. So let's get started. You know the rules. Lying, cheating, foreign objects, and all other distractions are encouraged. Points are given based on amusing comments, trash talking, and bribery via PayPal, Cash App, Venmo. Credit cards are accepted, but please apply a 10% surcharge. So, <laughs> are you guys... <laughs> My IOU is yeah. in the mail. <laughs> Joe, Joe, for you, it's less than 10 cents a week. Come on. Oh, oh, oh come on. Less than a, a cup of coffee. And hey, we're still buying Powerball tickets here, folks. It's up there, so... 
Right uh, all right, guys. You know, let, let's get let's get into this. So, uh, February twenty fourth will mark the ten year anniversary of the WWE Network. Over these ten years, the product has evolved and expanded, giving us access to much wrestling history. With Endeavor at the helm now, what changes do you foresee in the network? What's your favorite part of the network? And where do you figure you will see the future after the contract with uh, Peacock runs out? So, let's see. It looks like the president, Mr. Phil DeCessere, you are the first on the 30 tonight. Are you ready, sir? I am ready, Bruce. So, let's go. If we can't get along, let's get it on, baby. Go. So, you know... I actually like the old network better than what's offered at Peacock here. You know, I have Peacock and I watch the premium live events and I used to love to be able to rewind the events, you know, or jump in at any point and, you know, and be able to see what I've missed and then go back and watch it again. And at least for me, that's not something I can do right now. But as we look ahead with Endeavor, uh, with TKO now being the, the company who's overseeing the, uh, the network, I'm hoping that the edgier content will return. I understand some of it has been uh, modified, uh, you know, through the lens of history, we uh, see these modifications, but uh, it's my hope that we do see some of the original edgier content. Um, as far as what I watch on there, it's strictly pay-per-view right now or, or premium events. Uh, I, I go to, I still go to YouTube a lot to watch some of the old classic stuff and maybe I'm just guilty for not, you know, going back and looking, um, I still have a lot of videos, believe it or not, from recording from way back too. So I, I still have a good collection in that sense too. And he's a hoarder. Um, he's a hoarder. I am a. Ho you may see me on the A and E network soon. Yes, a special on me. I, I ha half the stuff's in my beard, you know. But um, I'm I'm hoping uh, for good things. I really am. I hope that we have the ability to rewind again, freeze frame like we used to. You know, um, almost like a VCR. So I don't have that ability anymore. Um. Uh, you know, I love the price. Again, who can argue with that? I hope that I hope they don't jack up the price. I think that's my main concern. Nice job, nice job, Phil. <clears throat> Good stuff. Good stuff. So next up, we just have to get this timer. Player. I see two Bennies. The Bogo, Benny Bogo. Benny it's like Bogo. a gun commercial. You are on the thirty. Go. Well, in the spirit of true transparency. <laughs> Um, I, I'm kind of like Phil, uh, I use it only for the PLEs. I have to, uh, like I said, in the spirit of total transparency, I spend a lot more time watching Beaver reruns on Peacock than I do watching wrestling. And <laughs> I, there is a treasure trove of old shows on, on the network, but like Phil, if I yeah. want to see a classic moment, I just type in that moment. If I want to see, uh, you know, the, one of my favorite Memphis moments was when Ric Flair shows up on Memphis TV, gets interviewed by Lance Russell, and somehow uh, Jerry the King Lawler cajoles him into wrestling a 10-minute uh, match on TV. Just, it's it's perfect. Everybody plays their roles to perfection, stuff like that. And I'll just do that. Like, I, I'll, you know, if I want to hear a Bugsy McGraw promo, I'll type in Bugsy McGraw promo. Um, I should be using it more often. Um, I do think that... They will probably try to, at least from the WW, the old WWF, WWF, and WWE, try to remove as much of the, the stank from uh, Vince McMahon uh, as, as they possibly can. But how do you even start to do that? Mm -hmm. He's just so interwoven 
into, I mean, almost every significant moment of the last 40 years of, of you know, WWE wrestling. So, I don't know. It'll be very interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Nice very job, Benny. Nice job. Coming up with 12. Phil is still in the lead, but, you know. 13. Lucky 13. 13. There it is. Yeah, baby. It's our favorite number. So it looks like Joe's yep. up next on the 30. Joe, are you ready? All right. I, I'm going to have to be, right? Yeah. Go. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, uh, Netflix, you know, WWE, you know, Endeavor buying WWE, it's going to be a very cautionary tale here. They have a year to figure it out when they transfer over to Netflix and so forth. I love the WWE Network when it first came out. I was a huge advocate for it, of course, because it was new. You can now get all the old stuff on your TV on demand whenever you wanted. It was great. And then, you know, they launched it. It was like the biggest thing since uh, sliced bread when they launched the WWE Network. And now they're going to get rid of it. It's, it's just sign of the times, I guess. Um, Benny, the player brought up a great aspect. What if they decide to just eliminate Vince McMahon altogether? You're talking years and years of programming here, which is going to be detrimental just to having a, uh, a, uh, a vault or things of that nature to have the old videos and all the old um, TV shows from WWE. I'm not sure what's really going to happen. You know, you know Netflix buying uh, the rights to all this stuff, they still have a year to figure it out, which kind of scares me because, you know, they might be pondering something different as well where it might be a pay-per-episode type thing, even though you have a subscription on Netflix or you're going to have to upgrade. Uh, they will they'll most likely keep a lot of it, but I'm still worried. They have a year to figure it out. They, they Right now, they really don't know what to do with live streaming sports yet because they haven't done anything yet. But uh, I think for the main part, if they erase Vince McMahon, um, we're looking at a whole new network now. So, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right in that. Nice job. Nice 12, job. 12, 12, 12. Four field goals on that one. <laughs> Well, there's only, there's only one person, only one person left in this round, and that's the champ. Champ, are you ready? Absolutely. Best for last is a good way to start the hey. show. I like oh. it. Show them how oh. it's done, man. Trash well, I'm going to start with the best compliment I can give, and that's agreeing with someone. Uh, the president <laughs> was absolutely right. The WWE Network was much better for watching pay-per-views than Peacock is. However, you cannot argue with the base price point. For $10 a month, I get everything NBC offers and pay-per-views. I remember paying $59.99 for one show, and now Ooh. I'm paying you know, for, for the cost of two pay-per-views. I'm getting an entire year's worth of streaming, plus all the historical stuff, plus everything that NBC offers. You can go back and watch old episodes of Law & Order. You can go watch those old episodes of SVU based on Benny when he was in college. You can go watch all kinds of stuff. And it's, But the point is, uh, you know, what they have to do now, Endeavor, it's not just TKO, it's not just the WWE, it's also UFC. Imagine spinning off a second chapter of Amazon or Peacock or wherever they stay, and you've got UFC pay-per-views and WWE pay-per-views. And I say pay-per-view because I think premium live event is stupid. I hate mm -hmm. that word. And mm -hmm. you know, that is so much content. You could even if you you don't create your own streaming service, right there you throw it on. You you look at uh, HBO Max, which has a Warner Brothers tab and a and a movie tab and a DC tab and all this other stuff. Imagine a tab on Peacock that's UFC slash WWE. I can watch Conor McGregor on one channel, or I can watch a real athlete on the other. I've got all kinds <laughs> of stuff. But no, it, it really what they have to do, and, and one thing with, with this is that they don't have to edit to censors the way the WWE did originally, and I think it's a great future, great outlook for the network. 
and they still got a, fi- a year to figure it out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Good point, though, by Benny, though. I mean, Vince McMahon, you know, if they cancel him. Nice you know. job, champ. They also have uh, Days of Our Lives on the network, which I used to oh, watch once go. upon Ooh. a time. These are the days Listen, of our One of the things I see coming, it's going to happen almost right away, is they're going to go back to a pay-per-view model. They're going to, the, the premium live event on Peacock is going to disappear. Uh, it's going to go back to the pay-per-view. <laughs> UFC, UFC is just that, that UFC model that once a month that you're going to have to pay to pay to play. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like it could happen. I, I, I don't know if they'll go back to that. I mean, price-wise, I mean, I mean, people will pay 20 bucks a month for a streaming service, and then you're going to gouge them with a, a premium live event? or pay- gonna, That's kind of tough. I don't see that. Well, I, maybe it'll be at a reduced rate. Yeah, yeah reduced for, rate. for yeah, members. Like, like let's say they just have the TKO network, and it's yeah. a streaming service that's just WWE and UFC. It's, it, yeah. They could have something like that, but it would be 25 bucks a month or something yeah. that's more expensive than anything else. Yeah. yeah you know, I mean, but well, even at UFC pay-per-views, 19- UFC pay-per-views have not come down in price, and they're as popular as ever. Yeah, they get it. But a lot of people are stealing that signal, though, too. <laughs> Remember the golden, the golden age of the hot box? If yeah, yeah. Hey, I, oh, I, yeah. Had, I had one when I was a kid. That was awesome. That's how I got to see all the WWE pay per views. <laughs> yeah, you stick the beer yeah, tab inside say, the uh, anybody, that had a D, anybody that had a D scrambler used them for pay per views and uh, oh, nothing yeah. else. Oh, yeah. Nothing no, else. Of course not. <laughs> no, no, none of those Channel 51 or whatever that was. No, uh, it, it was 51 for <laughs> you guys, too. Wow. Remember, remember the old uh, hot boxes you could buy? You could buy actual hot boxes. Yeah. Right? Yes. You know, they were hard to track back then, and then they, find, they finally figured out. Then you yeah. would have to disconnect it after the event so they wouldn't yeah. send a bullet yeah. through, you know? Exactly. Well, they, they had yeah. that thing where they knew who had the hot boxes, and they would advertise, oh, you get a free T-shirt if you call now. And they I, would yeah. only send it to the hot boxes, and everyone's calling. The next day, the feds are at their front door <laughs> saying, hey, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> Love it. Well, awesome. Crazy. That was during a Mike Tyson fight, actually. So, All right. Golden days, man. Yeah. Yeah. What you got, All right. Bruce? All right, guys. All right, what do you got? Well, while overseas promoting the upcoming upcoming Wembley Stadium event, Orange Cassidy made a surprise appearance with Rev Pro Wrestling and even defended his AEW international title against Flash Morgan Webster. What do you think about this? Would you like to see AEW do more of things like this? And uh, why does AEW have such an appeal to this international audience? So, player. I know this is a this is a little bit of a tough one, but uh, you ready? Yeah, let's go. You ready? You you're on. Ask go one favor, make it quick, old man. Leave boy alone to train for a tournament. You know you're a pushy little bastard, <laughs> but I like that. So that was the Mr. Miyagi stall because I ain't got jack shit on this one. Is you reading a script? No, no, not at all. No, that one came right off the top of my head, but. Here is my entire thoughts about Orange Cassidy. And I've, I've never forgiven Jim Ross for this, but I, I watched AEW for all of a minute and a half once. They were wrestling uh, at some event in Chicago, and uh, Orange Cassidy, you know, hands in his pockets, kicking somebody in the shins uh, you know, with his sunglasses on. And Jim Ross made the comment that I will never forget, which was, forget about Dick the Bruiser. And I, I immediately changed it. I've never watched a second of AEW ever again. Um, so I don't give a rat's ass about Orange Cassidy. I don't give a rat's ass about AEW. You know, it, they, they lose $30 million a year. 
they have a niche audience, which is, you know, they have, they, they overpay indie wrestlers. They have a, you know, a, a, a bloated roster of people they don't even use talent that they're wasting. So, uh, you know, they can do whatever they want. I just don't care. He just well, doesn't care, folks. He just doesn't care. He'll get 10 points just for not caring. Look at that. Ben, 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 ben got points. 10 points just for doing that whole promo with his hands in his pocket. With, mis- was- with Mr. Miyagi, yeah. <laughs> that, that's like the old uh, movie Brewster's Millions. Remember that? Vote for none of yeah. the above. Yeah. None, yeah. none of the above. <laughs> well, I can listen to everybody else's answers, though. Oh, there you go. There you All go. right. Joe, what do you got on this? Well, I, I have a feeling I'm the only one in this uh, panel of four wrestling experts experts that actually watches AEW every week. I do watch it. I do. Me too. Um, I do, I do well. watch it. Um, some weeks, it's just, I just can't, I, I sleep through it. And other weeks, it's really good. The appeal overseas, um, Stewie, I don't know if you guys know Stewie, brought Stewie's <laughs> podcast over in Wales. Oh. Yes. Um, they, it's very appealing to them because I, it's new. It's an Americanized uh, slash, um, I don't know, European-style wrestling. If you do sit through some of the matches, um, in particular, Moxley versus um, the guy, I f- hell, I forget his name, from FTR, the guy with the mustache, the ball. Dax Harwood. All right, Dax Harwood. They had a very stiff wrestling match last week where he's, he's, yeah. they were headbutting each other. <laughs> it was it reminded me reminiscent of Dick the Bruiser and all that. Yeah. There, is, there is a fan base for that still – you know, the professional wrestling and all that. Why they're the company's only five years old. They should have just dedicated these five years to making it work here. They're extending themselves with three shows now. They're about to get preempted by March Madness. So I have no idea what they're going to do with that. But the appeal overseas, uh, overseas just to me is it's a new brand of wrestling. It's uh, something that they can look at besides their brand over there. It's a new brand. And Tony Khan, I don't know, they're still trying to sell tickets to this event next year at Wembley or this year in Wembley. They've been doing it since last year. So that tells you something right there. Nice job, Joe. Nice job. It is a tough subject, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Who the hell wrote this one, Bruce? (laughs) Who who, who put that up? Where's the banker? I want to see the banker. Where is he? He's uh... My Venmo is not going through, I can see. Listen, listen. If anybody can answer this question, it's this guy. You say that every time. We're talking about the we're talking about the, the defending champion here, Dan. Are you I ready? Reigning, defending. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You, you did confuse me on something though, Bruce. You said our next yeah. question was going to be wrestling related, and then you asked me about Orange Cassidy. Are we talking about wrestlers, or are we talking about Orange Cassidy? I'm confused. Uh, no, I apologize to that no talent piece of shit whose entire gimmick is based on the fact that wrestling is fake and shouldn't be taken seriously. That's a borderline offensive, and you could tell Jim Ross was throwing up in his mouth when he had to say nice things about him. Um, but the, the idea that he defended the international title, which, by the way, at one point was the All-Atlantic Championship and had flags of China and Japan on it. You know, those, those Atlantic Ocean countries of Japan and China. Right. Um, oh, my. You know, it's, it's the international title because, I guess, Intercontinental was taken. He defended it in an indie <laughs> show. I tell you what, though, he was excited because if you saw that picture of him in the ring, that was the first time Orange Cassidy's wrestled in front of a crowd in months, given the <laughs> sales that AEW's been having. Yeah. But uh, why is it so? 
popular internationally. It's popular internationally because it's something different, but it's also popular internationally because Tony Khan is a no-talent hack mark who loves his international wrestling. He wants to bring in guys no one's ever heard of from Japan, You're a mark. England, You're a mark. And other countries. And I mean that. I, and I, I'm not yeah. saying that as a, as, a, as a genuine joke. I mean, he's a mark, and he could tell if his show is booked by wrestling fans. Although I will give Orange Cassidy credit on one thing yesterday on AEW Dynamite, he was saved by a recent face turn Jack Swagger. The mm-hmm. fact that he, or excuse me, uh, uh, whatever the name he's going by now with that stupid hat. Um, Jake Hager. Oh, Jake yeah. Hager, thank you. He we, was saved people. by that. Anybody that can make Jake Hager interesting for more than a few seconds deserves at least some credit. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. There you go. He, wow. he looks like Jake Hager's mini me, though, doesn't he? Yeah, oh my! And no, it, it's it, Jake Hager actually has muscles and definition. You know. Uh, also, <laughs> I I must say I find humor in a guy with uh, arms thinner than the end of this screwdriver, whose okay. finishing move is a punch. Buggy whip arms, <laughs> as, as Hulkster would say. Or, or what, what was it? What was it? Uh, Jim Cornette said, "Look like a what do you say? Look, look like a raisin stuck on the end of a pencil or something like that." <laughs> So that was a hell of a blade job last week, though, he had. Jeez. That was a good match. He was bleeding like a bat. There was so much yeah. blood in that show last week. It was crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know? Then you got this week and, you know, whatever. You, you know, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, Bruce, but, uh, Phil, real quickly, AEW is, is, is seems to be stalling out with everything. It, it's just like something's missing. I don't know if it's the MJF factor. Uh, fans, I, I believe, is the word that you're looking for. What is it? <laughs> fans. Fans is what's missing. Well, that too. Yeah, they got empty arenas and so forth like that. But just something's missing with AEW. They came out Alan? so well. That too. They but they yeah. came out so strong out of the gate and raised the bar, so to speak. And then Tony Khan, like the mark he is, he just can't freaking figure well, they, it out. They, they the problem, listen, listen, guys, let's get into this. That's a good term. Yeah. Let's get into this momentum. The, the problem is they they doubled down on the people that didn't work. You had yeah. FTR, Punk, and all. You could have been a sports based secondary have, competition. All right, listen yeah. up. Hey, I'm taking right. over here. Right. Uh, somebody's getting right. penalized. Shut the front door. Phil needs throw the to... referee out of the ring right now. Phil, Let's Phil. get someone to throw right. him out of the ring. All right, that's it. Joe, you're getting you're penalized. That's two pitch. points on you. Uh-oh. Oh. Right, now he's deducting points. Yeah. Oh, no. All right, I'm going to take order now. Listen, Phil needs to complete this round. Once we complete this round, then we can start <laughs> bullshitting. I'm trying to hit him in the head. I'm trying to hit him in the <laughs> After head. After the round, we can bullshit about it. In the meantime. Oh, so Phil, yeah. <laughs> Phil's got to go. Yeah. I mean, Let's yeah. Go. Let's Come go. on. So, all right, Mr. President, I apologize for these uh, these peons and what they're doing to you, but Ooh. you are now on the 30. Son of a bitch. No respect, I tell you. No respect, you know. But um, I'll be the defender of AEW, okay? And I don't understand the international audience. I mean, France loved Jerry Lewis. We don't understand that, you know. England did bring us... Uh, are you being served and Benny Hill, which as a kid, I just, oh, again, yeah. remember that? Yes. Well, you can't say you like it anymore because, but anyway, so I, you know, I understand some of the humor. I enjoy it. And maybe it's some of the humor that they enjoy in the product, but I will defend the product. And I will say also they're coming up to Boston, as we know, in March for the big thing, but they're also coming to Worcester mm. and uh, they've got a good market up here. They do have a good fan base. And I think their attendance in both venues will likely be pretty good. Poor Dan is running away at that thought of AEW. There he goes. I think but, the cat um, got loose. The cat got I'm loose. also, and, and to make things worse, and you might deduct points, I'm an Orange Cassidy fan. Ooh. I enjoy it. It's it's ironic. I think he's talented. And maybe the gimmick is offensive to some. And, you know, the purist in me can kind of totally see that, too. But, you know, I mean, we have the rock with the people's elbow, and we have all these other little cutesy moments. So, 
you know, why can't, you know, granted his is a little cutesier than others, but, you know, so be it. Um, AEW kind of patterns itself in a way like ECW used to with luchadors. You would have those, you would have that element of the program. You'd have certainly a good share of hardcore, which they've been trying to develop, you know, and one can argue, you know, the pros and cons of that, no pun intended there. Um, but but beyond that, and, and also the, the science of it, you know, and uh, so they keep seem to be striving for talking. a good... Am I up? No, just keep talking. What the hell? They seem to... Just keep talking. Hey, we can talk now. So, We're in between so I'm... Listen, as you can see, you were deducted those two penalty points. Mr. Mr. President, if you weren't... If, if it weren't for that Orange Cassidy comment, you would have been up to 26, I believe, so... Oh. Wait, did I really get deducted? I hate him, Bruce. I hate, I hate Orange Cassidy. How about that? No. What the hell happened? Jesus. I still like Orange Cassidy. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say uh, I've been to every AEW show that they've come yeah. to town. Yeah. And they've played the same building. And every time the crowd is noticeably, noticeably smaller. This last time they had almost a third of the arena taped off. And that's a college arena. It's not like you're, you know, the the 20,000 seat stadium that they set up to hold 5,000 fans. This was a a 12,000 seat basketball arena that they set up to hold 5,000 fans. They've driven off the casuals and and they're starting to drive off some of the core audience. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, the Chris Jericho factor, too's in there. Yeah, Jericho, I mean, you, you've got, you, you you literally, it writes itself. Sting yeah. is retiring. Every yeah. show should be, yeah. this is the last time this arena is going to see Sting. And what have you done? You've built up a match with the fucking Young Bucks, which, which nobody wants. You're in North Carolina. You've got Sting. And yep. you've got FTR on the roster, who are arguably the best talent yeah. to come out of that yeah. area in 25 yeah. years. Yeah. That should be your match. Instead, it's the yeah. Young Bucks. You've painted yourself into a corner because you've got two choices. Either the Young Bucks win the tag titles off Sting sure. in his retirement match, which no one's going to want to see, or you've built up this new – I say heel tag team. That's the wrong kind of heat they're getting. Yeah. But you build up this new heel tag team, and they lose their first real match. Yeah. And then Sting comes out last night and tells us about his father died. Like what the right. hell? Like, it was like well, okay. look, remember the, the the promo last week. Uh, hopefully, it's not a question that you got coming up, Bruce. But the promo last week, Darby Allen, where he talked about you know oh. this is all friends wrestling and yeah, you know, oh yeah, all, Brandon Cutler and all these no talent. I, hats I avoid are, Darby Allen at all cost. Same thing. <laughs> same thing with Wardlow last night. Wardlow came out. Darby Allen said was one hundred percent true. AEW yeah. is suffering because they're they they're booking around the young bucks and their friends instead of booking actual talent. Wardlow did the same thing last night. Came out and said, "You know, I've beaten MJF. I've beaten everybody else. Yeah, we've been sitting in the back." And it's like, dude, just, just, you know, do your deal, man. If you got to leave, you got to leave. But coming out bitching and complaining, so, you, you know, know what though? Sounds that's, like, that, sounds like that's the only way to talk to Tony Khan. That shows it's, that Tony right. Khan doesn't know what he's doing because he doesn't understand the difference between real heat and yeah. work shoot heat. When yeah. you know MJF comes out and calls him a fucking mark, that yeah. was a good moment. When when Wardlow comes out and genuinely complains about how poorly he's booked and this yeah. show sucks and yeah. everything he said is true, that's the wrong kind of work yeah. shoot. All yeah, right, guys. I want to see right Sting's now. boys. I want to see Sting's sons get uh, into the picture. Oh, you mean the more. sons that were bigger than the young bucks? Yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah. exactly. They're beasts, man. Did you notice how, can... they, how they they look just like his father? Oh, it's yeah. spitting oh, image. I I hope they're I hope they're in the picture somehow, and I reckon they yeah, will be. So one can come out and hit people with chairs, and they sell it. Then yeah, somebody's going to get beat up by Sting's well, son. Well, this is where I see the Ric Flair thing happening with him joint. You know, going into the young bucks locker room last night 
So, you know, you're going to have he, that Ric Flair factor he, somewhere. He in that was just trying night. to get him. He was trying to sell the Bucks some woo energy drink. That was it. Well, yeah, that's it. But you, he's going to get in that main event somehow or be a part of it. You can't have Sting without Flair. Right. You know what I mean? If you have them in the same organization and company, that's a no-brainer right there. As long as Ric Flair's not wrestling, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Hey, Benny, you can chime in any time now, brother. Uh, you guys doing great. Right. Okay. Right. So, hey, okay. hey, Joe, since you're, you're going to be up next, I got a – do you want question one or do you want question two? I want my two oh. points back. What the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> At this stage of the game, it don't matter, brother. Hit me with what you got. All right. So, as we watch so. the unraveling of one of wrestling's most influential families, the McMahons, we have several others that have helped shape the industry to what we see today. So many multi-generational talents, the Hearts, Rhodes, Orgins, Ganyas, Valentines, DiBiases, Rotundos, Anoa'i. Um, outside of the McMahons, which wrestling family do you think is the most important to your re- wrestling history and why? Well, that's, that, that, that's kind of a tough one. My wrestling history goes, obviously, I'm slated to the Northeast because I grew up with the WWF, WWWF, and all that with the McMahon family. Um, the only other family that I, that I can think of that has come to me via TV and all that would be the Von Erichs, Fritz Von Erich, Perry, David, um, everybody, uh, you know, all those guys. But, of course, that went short as well. I don't know what's happening here. Am I still on? Am I not? Um, you tell me. <laughs> we hear you. Timer, okay. I can hear you, and the timer's still going. Okay, that's fine. So, I mean, wrestling, you know, what wrestling family in my generation? I mean, I it would have to be the Von Erichs outside of the McMahons. Everybody knows the McMahons had such a control on the Northeast from Vince McMahon Sr., who, um, you know, ter- you know, bought Capital Wrestling Corporation, and then they, you know, they segregated away from um, the NWA and, you know, inherited Bruno San Martino. So, I mean, really, it's the McMahons for my era. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of people's era because I was regulated to Northeast programming then. Uh, but when cable came along, you know, I was watching Georgia Championship Wrestling and all that in the, you know, world-class championship wrestling from Texas. Um, I saw more of a family involvement with the Von Erics. Uh, They were very influential. Christ, they owned the whole state of Texas when it came to wrestling. These guys were movie stars. These guys were the it factor wherever they went and so forth. And that has a lot to do with Fritz Von Erich and that family. So I'd have to say the Von Erics for that part. Nice job. I agree. I agree. Von Erichs were great. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. It looks like. Um, um, in the Ooh, next opponent. Wow. Yeah. Give it to me. Wait, you only got a minute now? Oh, well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't need it. <laughs> Dan's got this in 20 seconds. Don't worry. I know your answer. He's, he's I know your away. answer. Listen, guys. Wait a minute. Benny. In, the immortal word, in the immortal words of the referee, if anybody can answer this question, it's Dan. <laughs> This guy really wants to get more penalties, doesn't he? <laughs> Ooh. Hey, invitation is just a serious form of flattery. I should get more points. Time to start writing those checks, Joe. That's the Venmo's not going through. I don't know if I get his email address right. A new pool queue is on its way to you, Bruce, I think. <laughs> All right. Mr. Uh, uh, Chap, you ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Go. Well, I'm going to take this in a completely different direction, and hopefully it's still an acceptable answer. Uh oh. I'm the youngest person here on this panel. So, you know, when they say family, yes, obviously I grew up in an era with where the Von Erics were still on TV. And, you know, you saw 
the, the, the McMahons in the Northeast. And there was a lot of the tag team families with the DiBiase's. But the family, and I say this in, in air quotes, the family that mattered the most Rocket. to me growing up watching television was the Heenan family. Ooh. And I, I mean that as, and I know that's kind of a cheap cop-out answer, but I mean that because everywhere I looked, because I lived in an area where I had the NWA on one channel and the AWA on another channel and the WWF on a third channel because Baltimore, D.C. and what was yeah. then cable sports channel before it became yeah. ESPN covered everything. We lived in that perfect little pocket. Wow. I did. So I saw mm. it on all sides. I saw the blackjacks and Baron on one channel with Bobby. I saw him in the WWF with big John stud and Andre and the rest of the crew. And I know it's not a real family, but every moment I had growing up, no matter what channel I was watching, no matter what program I was watching, it was somebody taking down Heenan's family. My, yeah. my favorite moments watching it. I will go to my grave. It, while it was by no means the best match, the greatest moment in professional wrestling history of my lifetime was Hulk Hogan slamming Andre, the giant at wrestlemania 3 that doesn't happen without the heenan family building up uh you know his his feuds like i said the awa and the wwa everywhere you look that's my answer is the heenan family wow that's a good route nice answer i good. cheated mm. which i think I, I, is I, I, great for using bobby heenan as an answer no. yeah. <laughs> i'm, I'm I mean, gonna say that was not the strongest round by the champ i'm a little surprised but oh, hey he geez. still did okay he did all right. Look at that, thirty-nine. These scores get higher every week. Unbelievable. <laughs> so who do we who do we have next? It looks like uh, Phil. Uh oh, El Presidente. You are on the thirty. Are you ready? I am ready, Bruce. Let's go. Yeah, I. You know, I when I think of families, I think of um, like the McMahons in the Northeast, who who uh, sired over uh, just a regional fiefdom before it became. Uh, just a global enterprise. I think of the Crockett's in the Mid-Atlantic who have spanned generations going back to the 1930s, really developing a style of wrestling that was very uh, scientific and technical. Um, they certainly produced many, many stars uh, who funneled their way into the Northeast and often went back and forth between the organizations. I think they had the, uh, the greatest crew of talent in terms of... Um, groups outside of the Northeast. And, and again, the generational aspect of um, Jim Sr., Jim Jr., Jackie Crockett, David Crockett, who was a very interesting announcer in his own right, uh, pivotal in providing the WWF with some very good competition. And let's not forget, they really did the very first pay-per-view with that Starcade, which even before WrestleMania, kind of get that idea planted with a very young Vince McMahon Jr. So very pivotal family. Maybe to a little lesser extent, down further south, we had the Briscoes, who, of course, helped run the office for Eddie Graham, who, of course, had controlling shares in Georgia Championship Wrestling, and who were influential into selling those shares to Vince McMahon, who ultimately sold them back. But they also entered the WWF and became a vital part. Jerry stayed with them for decades. So those yeah. are two families to come to mind. Great job. Great yeah. job. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think we're going to hear from the player next. I, hopefully. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, you are. Wow. Imagine that. Wow. Imagine that. There he is. He's in the bunker. He's in the bunker. <laughs> well, while you're there, why don't you uh, answer the Campaign question? Campaigning from the cellar. Stadium Playerville. There you go. All right. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna say an answer. Obviously, nobody said it because I'm the last person to say it. But uh, the uh, I'm going to go with the Orton family, which uh, people are going to say, what do you mean? So oh, yeah. uh, Bob Orton Sr. 
when I first started wrestling, watching wrestling in 1968, uh, came into the WWF uh, under the moniker Rocky Fitzpatrick and mowed through all the competition. You know, he went through uh, Edward Carpentier, who was always like, you know, that was the test of anybody who was going to face Bruno. Sure. And uh, face Bruno at the Garden. It was, I, I think that one was a one-off. Uh, Bruno disposed of him, and he kind of slid down the card and went out of went out of the territory. But made his mark on me. I, I didn't know till years later that was Bob Orton Senior. But you know, wow. then maybe what ten years later, you know, I get my first look at Bob Orton Junior. I think I saw him uh, on Southwest Championship Wrestling initially, and I was just absolutely amazed by how good he was. I mean, you know, everybody talks about Randy Bob Orton Junior. in his heyday was one hell of a wrestler. And, uh, you know, I think he won a version of the Undisputed World Championship. He was in, in the finals. In the finals. With Adrian, right. he won, with Adrian he Adonis. Adonis. That's right. But yep. amazing wrestler. And then, I mean, what can you say about Randy Orton? The guy is, you know, yeah. I mean, one of the greatest of all time. But I'm going with the Orton family. Fair enough. Nice job, Benny. That was a quick minute and a half. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, my case, that's 17. Minute remaining in the period. Nice job, Benny. Brought yourself right back into, into contention there. Wow, it's like Jeopardy. We're all of a chance here. Look at that. Well, well, Joe, I'm, I'm not sure about you, but the rest of these guys no. do. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> no apologies needed. Uh, so, uh, all right. Well, this weekend is the Elimination Chamber from Australia. Are you looking yeah. forward to it? What do you think about the card so far? And what do you think will happen? And any surprises? And uh, champ, it's your turn Ooh, to start this round. Do it. Now realize after this round, two of you guys are going to be eliminated. So just be, be aware. I have a salad. <laughs> He's got a salad. Champ, you are on to 30. All right, absolutely. Um, am I looking forward to it? Yes, the product has been the best it's been in a long time. Um, <clears throat> and it, this should be a great show for what it is. Unlike the Royal Rumble, however, this isn't going to carry the surprise element based on what they've been booking and what they've been doing. It certainly seems like they're building up for Drew McIntyre against Rollins and for Becky Lynch against Rhea. So going into the event, you kind of have a bigger understanding. No offense to some of the talent, but when I look at the Elimination Chamber match on both men and women's sides, you got at least three or four people in each one that you know for a fact is not winning. Um, the, the only problem I have, the chamber is just like every other multi-man match. They're going to have a moment where you have a big spot. Somebody gets slammed, mm -hmm. beat up, and then they kind of roll to the side and stay out of the way for two minutes while other people get their shit in. <clears throat> just like any other multi-man match, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be violent. Uh, I mean, really, all, all punchlines aside about wrestling, uh, you know, being real or whatnot – you can't take a backdrop on chain link and, and it not hurt for real. Like this is, these guys are going to take a beating. These girls are going to take a beating. Uh, should be a great show. Rhea and Naya, I think is going to be a slobber knocker for what it is to, two rough, tough women watching Rhea hit the riptide. Yeah. It's going to be like watching somebody body slam a Pepsi machine. So it's going to be awesome to see that. Uh, the rest of the card, I think you've got some good talent there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And me being a person who has cats, I get woken up at 5.30 every morning with pokes in the face that it's feeding time. So I'll be awake yeah. to watch the show when it starts anyway. And it's awesome to see a show like this internationally. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Australia to get such a big card. 
Nice job, nice job. Sets the big number, but uh, it's definitely attainable. Look at this. Mr. President, you're in striking distance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get like 57 points. To me. <laughs> Mr. President, you're definitely within striking distance of this one. I, uh, I got faith definitely. in you. Yeah, definitely. Oh, good. All right. Wow, geez. Tell me when it's on, Bruce, man. Yahtzee. Yeah, well, I mean, I do tend to wake up early, as I mentioned earlier, on Saturday morning, so the time factor won't be um, too bad. But, you know, one does, one does question, though, how many people will be tuning in? Will this be for an American audience? Will this be for the Australian, the Aussies? Um, how much can actually happen? Are, are big things going to happen that need to be documented and seen by a lot of people? I think that's the question. I know Triple H promised us some huge surprises regarding uh, potential matchups for WrestleMania. So I think we should probably look towards that. Um, the Rock, of course, has gone out of his way to say that he won't be down there. He wants everyone to let him know if anyone speaks ill of him and so forth. But um, methinks the Rock doth protesteth too much. And I don't know how. I, I have a feeling that he's going to be a factor. He's going to make an appearance. He's going to change the uh, turn the tide. Um, maybe maybe Rhea Ripley doesn't win. Maybe they do the full face turn at this point somehow. Maybe she loses for some reason um, and and totally turns face. And maybe that maybe a loss will actually elevate her. I don't know. I'm thinking perhaps that. Um, who's going to face Seth Rollins? Good question. Drew seems very likely. Seems like such a strong candidate. Uh, maybe something will happen again. Maybe The Rock will interfere somehow. I don't know. Um, so I'm expecting the unexpected. I'm looking forward. I'm trusting Triple H that there are going to be some surprises on the horizon, and um, I can't wait to see it. I'm actually, I mean, I am looking forward to it. Um, my first hour of work is going to be slow um, at, on Saturday, which is really good. Things don't start really till eight, so I'm looking forward to actually uh, watching this and uh, looking for some surprises. Okay, <laughs> thank you. So, um, Kira, I see he, he's he's got more points than me. How many of them did he get after his time expired? Because he did talk Ooh, about a few minutes. Oh. So you think I'm jealous? Yeah. We're on I, Australian time. Dan's I, throw, oh, Dan, I, I, I forgot about time zones. Dan's throwing <laughs> the Dan's throwing the challenge flag in. He wants to review that when the clock stopped and what he said. Uh, that was the one. So sounds Number good. Sounds one. good. So Benny, listen, you have the chance to knock Dan off the chopping block right or off out of the championship right now. You just need 14 points. I got faith in you. You can do this. Let's get this guy out of here and make sure the uh, the check clears, please. But uh, sure. all right, you are on the 30. Well, so the 5 o'clock starting time a.m. is not a problem because I am an early riser, or at least that's what the playmates tell me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, surprisingly, <laughs> I am looking forward to this very, are very much. Um, do I anticipate a lot of surprises? Hell no. Um, and I did hear that The Undertaker might be there, and that might make it very interesting. You know that if he's there, he's going to have some involvement. But, you know, as far as the women's elimination chamber, I'm picking Becky Lynch to win. You know, the the one uh, woman who really impressed me uh, lately was Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, but I think she just she came back a little bit too late. I think she was able to come back from her injury uh, a month prior to that. I might be picking her to win. Um, you know, she matches up very well physically with, with uh, Rhea as far as size. Now, um, as far as the Undisputed Tag Team Championship, 
I think uh, Phil uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest defeat Pete Dunn and Tyler Masturbate. That one's a no-brainer. Um, Women's World Championship. I think Rhea gets the one of the biggest pops in the history of professional wrestling from the crowd in Australia, and she does go over Nia Jax. And I think in the men's chamber, um, you know, everybody like Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton, Logan Paul, Owens. The only one I would think might have a chance would be L.A. Knight. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna we're gonna see L.A. Knight and uh, Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Uh, L.A. Knight's gonna win the U.S. title. Drew McIntyre has been on fire Everybody's lately. going into overtime here. <laughs> there is no way that Drew McIntyre is not going to win this. Benny, that was a great round. I thought you were going to do it, but you didn't pull it out. I'm sorry, man. Gee, that's what she said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on, man. This is a conspiracy here. Joe. Joe, we're going to file a lawsuit. Yeah, Joe. While, while you're at it, while you following that wait, lawsuit. Wait, wait a minute. Is Benny already out? Benny's yeah. already out. Yep. How the hell did that, how? How does that, math, math. you know, if Mr. Ed, the talking horse was here, you know what he'd say? He'd say, that's a lot of bullshit, Wilbur. (laughs) So it's called math. 49 is less than 50. I I am. I am. talking to a degree to count. So my goal is to get 50 points here? Yeah, you got got a little bit of work ahead of you. A little bit of work? Jesus Christ. I need quantum physics. I love that Oppenheimer movie, by the way. Well, All right. let's see if you can do it. Go. All right. We'll see. Well, uh, one thing here. The last time the premium live event uh, happened on WWE, uh, bombshells of news dropped. And I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for something to come down. And, you know, maybe the Friday night news dump will happen and something will cast. But, you know, it's 5 a.m. start time for you guys. I live in Iowa. It's 4 a.m. So, you know, I get, you know, here I am. I got to get up earlier. So, anyways, uh, real quickly, going down the list, The Rock is going to be at – Perth, Australia. He said it. If they start talking about me, I'm going to slap them in the face. You don't have Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins on the Grayson Waller effect of all places Australia without a rock appearance. Uh, that's right. We heard about the Undertaker. We saw him getting off the plane. The video went viral. He's going to be there, going to make an appearance. All right. At, real quickly, Women's Chamber. Obviously, it's going to be Becky Lynch. Tag team match um, for the title. Yeah, I think um, we're going to start to see the downfall of the Judgment Day. They will get it done, but that tension is going to park up again. Rhea Ripley versus um, Nia Jax. Always, always, always the hometown girl loses. I'm not seeing that. I think something's going to happen. I'm looking for a double DQ, something crazy like that, because I honestly think it's going to be a three-way at WrestleMania with Lynch, Nia Jax, and Rhea Ripley. On the men's real quickly, I'm going for the upset, folks. I'm going for LA Knight to win this thing. Um, I because if you look at if you look at it, Owens, McIntyre, Orton, Lashley, they've all been champions before. And you got Logan Paul in there. He's only there for one reason. That's to pull off a huge stunt inside the chamber. And that's about it. Well, unfortunately, that's not enough. We got a yeah. we got a rematch from. <laughs> hey, check this out. We got a rematch from last week. And Phil's oh, in the. How friggin' convenient is that? What the hell? You know, Jesus Christ. You know what? I am going to. Um, we're taking the ref out next week. You know, they, they listen. Uh, file a, file a complaint with Human Resources. Uh, yeah. It's called uh, Mike Monty uh, at whatever his email address is. You know, Bruce, it, Bruce your boss is going to come to you next week and go, You got a minute? They, they always, they They're going to tell you, he's going to tell me, great job. Penalize Joe again. I, I, watch out <laughs> they, for those they, letters and uh, telegrams, though. I think they're going to be coming in. They they always yeah. say, it's uh, is, it, is it official? I mean, is it an official episode of the 30 if Joe's not complaining about points? like <laughs> <laughs> It is officially official. It is. 
All right. Right here. So let's reset these. Uh, you guys keep talking while I'm resetting these scores for these guys. You got the you got yeah, the Judge no, Wapner thing I, there, man. I'll tell you, uh, I, I I think I agree with you on the Judgment Day. I didn't even get to that point, but they're yeah. really they, they, right now. The the only way that story ends and feels good for the fans yeah. is Awesome Truth winning the titles at Mania. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that. That, that's that has to be what happens because apparently. I, 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 I do feel done for Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. They're a hell of a tag team. They, they are. You go down to NXT and capture those belts yeah, they're, they're, No, I, I think they'll be fine because you're going to have to split the titles eventually. But oh, they, yeah. I think they'll be fine. They're going to look like a million bucks in defeat. Yeah. You know, kind of like they did with the Creed brothers a few weeks ago yeah. where they look like a million bucks but still came up short, you know? Um, yeah, good stuff. But no, it really, I mean, and, and Benny hit it on the head. That that was my prediction from like a week or so ago when they started building the chamber is it's going to be Logan Paul against L.A. Oh, Knight at Mania. That's the only reason he's there for some big stunt. There's no yeah. excuse why. You yeah, well, kind of like the, the him and Ricochet at the Rumble last yeah. year. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. All right, good luck, guys. Here we go. Game on. Let's do it. All right. We've got the final round of the 30, and we've got a rematch from last week. The champion, Dan Sebastiano, is defending against Mr. President, who has been training hard all week long. There's that Rocky montage. (laughs) (laughs) Been listening to a lot of Survivor, man. A lot of Survivor. So... All right, so we, of course, have to talk again about the ongoing Vince McMahon circus with the allegations that Stephanie McMahon personally talked to Ashley Massaro out of pressing charges from the uh, sexual assault at the military base during one of their uh, e- events. Uh, John Laurinaitis, he claims that he's a victim uh, of Vince McMahon. Uh, Triple, Triple H claims ignorance of all the situations. Bruce Pritchard's just being himself. Um, we haven't heard, we haven't heard anything from Linda or Shane. What do you make of all this? The parties that are directly involved and those that are trying to distance themselves from the situation. So Mr. President, you're going to be, you're going to be first on the 30. Go. Well, as a professional talker, it's ironic that I think that silence is golden, Bruce, and in this case with Shane and Linda, I think it is the wise decision, okay? Um, a good lawyer will often tell um, his or her client that just answer the question directly and don't offer any more information, okay? And the problem is for those who suffer from, and, and I, I dare I use this metaphor, diarrhea of the mouth, perhaps not the best in this case. But tend to implicate themselves a little more uh, down the line. So um, in this situation, again, um, you know, the people who claim victimhood all the time often are those who suffer from um, conditions, usually of the narcissistic variety. And and I think we can say a few of the people involved might um, resemble that remark. So um, we also have had a woman come out who was um, actually it was. Um, Ashley Massaro's daughter, who came out to dispute these claims by this woman who claimed to be Ashley's best friend, that that she confided in her that Stephanie knew. So those claims, I think, have already been blown up. So um, I I think, again, this is another case in point where, you know, a lot of people jump on. And, you know, as I'm going to talk about, you know, at other points, 
many people are quick to sharpen their uh, their axes, their picks, you know, to light their torches and and get ready to uh, crucify someone. So let's let everything really roll in and make a final determination. We know Vince is not a saint by any means, but will he end up in prison? I don't know. I don't know if there's evidence. We'll see. Good answer. A nice job, Mr. President. It's that that evil twelve number. I know that uh, Joe hates getting that number in that. I because... hate that twelve number. Oh, yeah. God. well, Dan, only oh, twelve, right? Oh, Dan, I'll congratulate you in advance. Lucky number, though. It's the number of times every show he complains about how many points he's earned. Dan, oh. you better watch out. You don't want AOL to crash while you're uh-oh, talking. Uh-oh. All right, Dan. I'll turn my microphone off again. <laughs> that cat's gonna chew on the wire, man. <laughs> there you go, Dan. You're on the thirty. All right, let's do it. Yeah, um, you get the. He, Mr. President hit it square on the head. The the story about Ashley Massaro and Stephanie is being blown out of the water by uh, her own daughter. Um, and yeah, apparently it was an ex-best friend. However, I will say caveat there, just because her narrative is from a, a place where she might not be the best expert doesn't change the fact that a part of it is probably true. It, there is no way whatsoever that Stephanie didn't at least have some suspicion of what her father was doing. And the, the idea, the part of the story where Vince buried Ashley on her way out the door because she rejected his advances, that is exactly what happened to her on screen. There is video evidence of him humiliating her with coffee and all kinds of maybe not bark like a dog humiliation but she was buried on her way out the door there's no way stephanie didn't know the flip side to that however is stephanie has been doing a lot in the last couple years to distance herself leaving the company coming back only when vince she was part of the party that voted no uh, as for Bruce Pritchard, him saying, no one's suing me. I don't know. I know nothing. I know nothing. Uh, yeah, that's probably the truest statement, the most truth that's come out of his mouth in the last 10 years. But, no, he knew, and he needs to go. Uh, John Laurinaitis claiming he's a victim has about as much credibility as someone claiming the earth is flat. John Laurinaitis knew what he's doing. How do you accidentally rape someone? Y- you don't. Uh, oh, I didn't know that, that that Vince forced me to look at those images of the woman crying while she was being sexually assaulted and being shit on. No, John Laurinaitis is not a victim. This whole thing is gross. People knew, but there's still a lot more to come out. We can't kill anybody or hang them just yet. A lot more evidence to come out. But no, Stephanie knew, and so did everyone else in that building. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, Dan. And we I have that new everything I said. I want to apologize to Joe. I take back everything I said. You were 100% <laughs> right in how points are divided on this show. Complete hogwash. Phil. Thank you. Woo, thank you, Phil. Phil, gen- Phil thank Congrats, you for that generous bonus. Um, great job, Phil. Phil, got it. <laughs> Phil got it. Congrats. Uh, good job. Good job. It's about time somebody dethrones Dan. <laughs> Finally. 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 Mr. <laughs> has, has come back to the 30. All right, guys. Listen, we're a little we're a couple minutes over, so we gotta get running. Uh, on behalf of all these guys, I want to say thank you guys for stopping by, and we will see you next week. Make sure to tune in to the Monty and the Pharaoh show at 9 p.m. All right. What a day, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, great Peace. show, everybody. Great, great show. Take care, guys.